What is up, world? I hope you are all doing amazing on this Tuesday. I'm super pumped about today's episode because I get to connect and talk with one of my biggest mentors and coaches in life, Craig Hughes. I have been working with Craig since May, which is crazy because I feel like I've been working with him for the last decade. But when you have one-on-one sessions with someone twice a week for the last almost year, you really, really grow to be so close with your trainer and your mentor. So He's just such an important asset to have on the show to really explain to you why finding the right coach and the right mindset is important in pageantry. Now, I was very much DIY and did everything myself in pageantry until my final two competitions when I started understanding how important it was to have a mentor. And Craig, he is the best of the best. And I'm not kidding. He is the current Pageant Planet Trainer of the Year for 2019 and Top 5 Trainer of the Year for the past two seasons. Craig founded Body by Craig in April 2013 to provide top pageant competitors with the same individualized one-on-one training that elite athletes get with the goal of maximizing each pageant client's fullest potential in their competition. In the last seven pageant seasons, Body by Craig has trained five Miss USA Miss Virginia USA winners, that's three in a row, plus one Miss Virginia America, as well as other Miss USA title holders from states including Minnesota, North and South Dakota, Colorado, two Miss New Zealands, and one current world title holder from the United States, and a growing number of top Tina Miss pageant competitors throughout the United States. I wish that I could say that I was among that group, but I was runner-up in Miss California, Much of that credit is owed to Craig. He's absolutely awesome. And just a little bit of a background, he is a Phi Beta Kappa graduate from Rhodes College. He attended Fletcher School of Business from Harvard Law School and Harvard Business School. He's a proud dad of two. He really just has this this nature of helping others no matter what to maximize their potential. And I think that's why we connected so much and why I still continue to work with them even though my pageant career is now over. So we're going to be diving into all things misunderstood about pageants, training, mindset, preparation. And I hope you guys will stay tuned. This episode is worth it. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Craig, welcome back to the show. Hey, Kelly, how are you? Body by Craig is in the house again. Body by Craig in the house part, again. Part two. Here we Always go. excited to have you in all aspects of life, obviously. Sideline at the pageant, watching me compete, or you're in my gym via my headphones, or you're on my podcast. I'm in your head, Kelly, 24 7. You, you can't escape. When I You're reach a prisoner. for a, like a dessert, I immediately like have your face pop up and it's like, <laughs> is this a good decision? And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if it is. It's probably not. No, I know it's not. Kelly, you know it's not. And then I put the cookie down. I love it. Oh my God. I love it. It's Pavlovian, a real internal struggle. Pavlovian training. I yeah. love it. Really, that's what it's come down to. So today, listeners, we're getting into all things Body by Craig. I say body by Craig because 
it really it's like this package you get this whole package with craig um i'm way more than a personal trainer i think that term is just does not even do you justice honestly lumps you in with this group of people that are super normal and you're not normal um we are going to get into one how we connected and why i ended up working with you as a total skeptic um dieting and some of your tips you're so well researched and i think it's something a lot of our listeners whether they're competing or just obviously want to improve their lifestyle they need to get into um training why training with you is different and why it, it, it what it takes to win obviously and then lastly your mental preparation and kind of how you helped coach and why you are a trainer and a coach. So first, I know you probably don't remember. I don't even know if I ever told you how I connected with you, but initially I was competing for Miss Ohio USA in 2018. So this was my third and final competition in Ohio. And I was working alongside Mariah Payne and Teresa Schuler was our director and right. she knew you, but I heard your name like in the background. This was about a month out from the pageant. And she was like, oh, we have a sponsor that might be interested in working with y'all. And me, again, being a skeptic, I was like, I don't need a trainer. So I completely dismissed like your name from my mind. But my best friend, Mariah, she reached out to you. And she had started working with you even in the short four weeks she had leading into the pageant. Um, and then, so I knew who you were then, but I had trained myself, didn't think anything of it, and dismissed you as, you know, a potential partner. And then at Miss Ohio USA, you happened to be there and you came up to me and I recognized you immediately. Oh, we've got the LA traffic in the background, hopefully. Our listeners just love it. Um, But you ended up coming up to me right after the competition. And you were like, hey, I'm Craig. I was really impressed with your performance, if you'd ever like to connect. And at the time, I wasn't planning on competing again. So again, I dismissed you because I wasn't planning on competing. And then it wasn't until I had this little, little voice in my head. We call that intuition. And also, we call it being driven. Um telling me I should compete at California because I was moving and I had one year left of eligibility. And uh, And by the way, before you continue, your audience needs to realize that it is a quantum leap. If there is such a thing um, between Ohio and California, USA, huge leap, terrifying leap. You can't even begin to compare. It's like, Top college football versus the NFL. It really is. It was, to say the least, insane jump. And I had no idea at the time. Yeah. Um, but I think it took me having like confidence in myself to even consider it. But I also wasn't an idiot. If I did well, you know, if I did well in Ohio and I placed fourth runner up, I was going to need to step up my game if I wanted to go to California and win. Like, come on. True. So. True. The little birdie, you know, was still in my head flying around saying, hey, remember that guy that came up to you? He's one of the best, blah, blah, blah. And so when I even considered it um, to compete, I called you or I DM'd you. And you, of course, with your amazing response time, you were like, hey, let's get let's get on a call. And so I called you before my trip to Italy, my 10 day trip to Italy. 
and we got on the phone and I think it was one of those like immediate connections where I saw someone who was really going to push me. And so, you know, you told me what you were all about. I did my 10 day trip in Italy. I ate all the Parmesan and pasta. And then I got back and you texted me again. You're like, all right, like, are we going to get serious about this? And so I, I, I just had this feeling. It's one of those things like, I'm one of those people where I never want to look back and regret anything, as I've mentioned multiple times before. And I knew if I didn't win Miss California, I might look back and be like, hmm, what if I had trained with Craig? You know, like I didn't want that to be in my mind at all. So I just knew that I had to. But that was the first part of the battle was accepting, you know, I need to work with you. Let's move forward. I'm going to put my deposit. But then I'm sure you can explain to listeners the hilarious part about when I actually started working with you and how <laughs> freaked well, out I was. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever forget it, Kelly. I think I'll take, I think it'll be the last thing I see before I die. You know, <laughs> is your pa- the panicked expression on your face. When we, <laughs> when, we, when we showed up to do our first uh, virtual workout via FaceTime or Instagram, whatever the heck it was, and um, I'll never forget the look. Your eyes were as big, <laughs> were as, big as, as dumbbells. I mean, they were just, you were just looking at me like, uh, okay, uh, okay, we're going to do this. We're, we're really going to do this. I'm like, would you just relax? It's going to be okay. I, just, I mean, you were uh, absolutely petrified. And you left out, I think, the most important part of that entire story, with all respect, and that is this was your final year to compete right. in the Miss USA system. So you were following Einstein's theory and his definition of insanity. And, and that is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting or hoping for a different result or a different outcome. Right. So you decided to break that chain, even though you had one swimsuit at Miss Ohio USA. So by all rights, your ego and your irrational mind could have told you, hey, I don't need anything. I don't need to change anything. I got this thing down. Right. Totally. And if you had done this on your own, if you had done this on your own in California, I don't think the results would have been anywhere near where they were. No. With you and me working together. And I think that's why I was so overwhelmed because I had been DIY for so long. I mean, I'm in the Navy and I'm a prior D1 athlete. So I was like, oh, I know how to work out. And then I started really taking lifting seriously and doing research on my own. And then that's what led to me winning swimsuit. So you could say I, I didn't have, I didn't have arrogance, but I, I was like comfortable. I was definitely yeah. comfortable. And when you get comfortable, you know, you're ready to fall. Right. right? I, I felt myself plateauing. I actually, wow. That brings Again, me back folks, to that. Time. We're talking about, we're talking about achievers here. Yep. Okay. Exactly. We're talking to an achiever here. You got to really make that distinction. She's not just a competitor. Okay. She's an achiever. Thanks. And she's I'll talking about getting comfortable and she's talking about, you know, knowing that she was going to fall flat on her face if she didn't change it up. Yeah. And I think that's very, this is, this is huge. This is what separates achievers. And I want everyone to note this from everybody else. Achievers don't think like average people. They're thinking about how can I be better? How can I actually get over this hump? How can I 
put it together in a better way. How can I be even more five star? How can I be five and a half star? How can I be 10 star? You know, that's what achievers are thinking about. And that's who Kelly Hall is. So everybody mark this. Thanks. I, I appreciate that a lot. And I think that's why we, I'm, I'm talking as a top coach, the number one coach in the pageant training world. I'm telling you right now, you are a major league achiever and every young woman out there competing in a pageant needs to adopt this mindset. You're never good enough. And that's important. Oh, we're good enough innately as people. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we're never where we want to be. We always can climb another mountain. We always can get to another hill. We always can get to another level. There's always another level past where we all, where we are. And you really pushed it and you did it. Uh, and you are Hall of Fame in my book, girl. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, I'm just smiling ear to ear having this nostalgic conversation because is, I remember coming to that fork in the road. And yep. I think I just, I, I maybe a lot of your clients are in the same boat or anyone who's listening who yeah, is thinking about taking it to the next step. You know, maybe they're a little bit confused, but working with Craig is a fully immersive experience. And so it, it is. you and that's need what, to understand. That's what, and that's what different. That's, that's totally. how it You, if, you started it, out asking me the question, and I'm going to answer it very clearly. Any idiot can train. Right. Any idiot can go to a gym and, and do moves. Any idiot knows how to work the machine, right. grab a barbell and place some weights on it and start lifting and all that. I mean, it doesn't take any intelligence or thought or anything else to do that. Any idiot can get on the machine on a treadmill and run to cardio three hours a day. It doesn't take any brains or thought or planning to do that, but it takes coaching to understand how to pull it all together right? and how to do it correctly and in sequence. So it's the sequencing of moves that separates the great coaches from everybody else. And there aren't that many great coaches out there. Right. Um, and it's the mental side of this because this is all mental to learning how to focus, how to attain your goals and how to harness your strengths and have that little bit of swag, you know, but to, to earn it first, right. really important. So and- that's what makes me different. I'm more of a coach than a trainer. And I built that paradigm and brought this to the pageant world and the runway world and the bikini modeling world seven years ago. I've never looked back since. And everybody, when I started, laughed at me. Everybody laughed at me. They all told me I was an idiot. I was a fool. I would never get any clients because pageant girls wouldn't work that hard. Pageant girls didn't have real goals. Little did they know. Yeah. Pageant (laughs) girls don't have ego. Pageant girls just want to slide by. They want to eat bean sprouts and carrot sticks for three months. And they want to go to the gym and do some machine workouts and do cardio because all training is basically the same. They told me I would have to paint my walls of my gym lavender. Oh boy. And have little pink weights and little bands hanging from the ceiling and make sure I don't stress the girls too much or expect too much of them because you won't get any clients. You're going to go bankrupt and you're going to starve. And I have to admit for the first three years, it was an uphill battle. I mean, maybe they were right, but I stuck with it because I believed in my principles. And the reason I believed in it is it was a proven model. I took the same model that top athletes use, female and male athletes. Yes, that's right. The same model of coaching, of being a one-on-one, of joint accountability. I'm your accountability partner, and I'm on the hook for your results. If you don't succeed, I don't succeed. You fail, I fail. So I don't fail in life. And I'm not about to let that happen. So you're stuck. And you that got, you, his passion 
everyone, everyone, this is his passion. This is how he talks to you. That's oh, why yeah. it's well, you so told me amazing. To, you told me to give it to him loud and clear, so yes. I'm doing it. You want, and, me to call, you want me to be my, my normal uh, interview self? I'll sit here and... No, we Kelly, don't want that. Know, we want, the, and, we want and, to paint the real picture. And, and also, Indubitably, Kelly, you know, people have choices. And, you right. know, they, they decided to choose. No, I'm not doing that. That's, I mean, that's phony. I'm not a phony, guys. No. All right? We want the what real... What is what you get. Craig, which is why, you know, to, to go back to where we started, I think that's why I was a little... I was overwhelmed and a little blown away because well i can't describe all this i can't tell you what i offer and nor would i because you need to experience right this yourself. you need this to experience is your it. journey it's your journey not mine it's your journey you have to understand there's a lot more to winning than yes. simply going to the gym simply buying a nice dress having a good interview coach learning how to walk a little bit there's that that's not winning that's piecemeal that's ad hocery that's not winning there's no plan behind that there's no sequencing behind. There's no. There's no systematic approach behind that. There's no bigger vision behind that. That's just competing. Right. Going through the I motions. Mean, you're a contestant in that case. And pageantry, and and especially in today's world. And just take a look at the USA system. We can talk about that if you want. But pageantry is a competition. You are a competitor, not a contestant. Learn to prep like one, and that starts with hiring the best coach you can find. And can take you with a, how do you find the best coach? Proven track record. I sell results. I don't want to talk about it. My results speak for themselves. When people look at my track record, they say, how did you do that in seven years? Uh, they told me when I started in this business that if I won, if one of my clients won one Miss Virginia USA in 10 years, I'd be doing really well. I've won five of the last six. Insane. I mean, and, and that's just the beginning. I've won three in a row. That's amazing. And those are my so girls. And I train multiple girls too. So that's the first thing. Uh, you know, you've got to understand that when you're looking at the world, you've got to cut through all the emotion and all the BS and all the subjectivity that goes on, especially in a competition like right. pageantry. And you've got to look through to the results. And I, and in that moment of being overwhelmed, I think that's what I kept in mind because, you know, you, we sit down and we're about to get into it. You'll talk about how often, you know, we're going to train and what you're going to eat, what things are going to look like. I think, right. you know, in our very first conversation, you put all of that on me. You're like, all right, we're working together. This is what it's going to look like. Do you want to be Miss California, USA? And you were like, the days of you know, late night clubbing and, you know, drinking until 3am with pizza afterward, like that's over. You were like, that's not what winners do. You're not here to be, you know, some bottle service girl. And I'm like, Oh my God, you're right. Like, you're right. That's not winners are doing or like people who are pushing themselves. Like they're not out at 4am eating pizza and making terrible decisions. Like, you know, playtime is over. I've got to get my life together. And so my eyes were getting wider. Then you started going into diet. And for me, I've always been naturally petite, but you had me, you kind of assessed, you like had me stand back and you assessed, you know, areas we could work on. And me being arrogant, I'm like, oh, I'll be fine. And they're like, oh no, we need to build muscle here. We need to build muscle there. You know, the reason why you maybe feel soft is because of your sugar intake. And I was like, oh my God, I got stuff I got to work on. So diet was the biggest thing. So let's go into <laughs> what? I, I love this. This is great. I, this is all the behind the I scenes. I never get to hear this side. 
you know, um, <laughs> this is awesome for me. You don't have any idea. I tell cool you, and is. and here I've been working with you for it'll be a year in May. I'm thinking to myself, I'm shook. This guy's pretty good. Who is this dude? <laughs> I'm thinking, wow. You are. You said I, I, I want to hire that guy. I, the I results. I need him doing that for me. What the heck? You know, this is awesome. Well, there can I only be it. one buddy by Craig, unfortunately. So you got to just hold yourself accountable. I know, I know. But um, so Thank God. I think that was the first mental switch. It's first embracing, you know, what your goals are and working with the right people, which for you, you are the right person for this. You were absolutely the best in the business. And you Second, choose that based on track record. And remember, guys, it's a virtual world today. I trained Miss New Zealand, Miss India. I've trained... You know, Miss Kent, I mean, I train all sorts of people virtually all over the world. And New Zealand, believe me, that's a heck of a time difference. Right. Um, you know, and again, I've never even met these people personally. And all they do is go out and win world crowns. So, that's amazing. You know, I mean, I'm just saying, don't be confined to your local area anymore. You can work nationally with anyone you want, even your walking coach. All you need is FaceTime and a good place to walk. And you can hire some of the best walking coaches on planet Earth. And just as an example, so the days of being confined to your local game, the, the pageantry is a local yokel game are over. Yeah. Okay. It's a national so, game now. Let's go into the second biggest life changing thing. After you, you make this decision, we're working together. It's diet. One, wholeheartedly. I mean, what are girls doing wrong and why is working with you key? Because it was right. essential that I embraced your techniques and so, you know, your what, advice immediately. What, what, what are they doing wrong? That's a great question. And I've sort of mentioned this on our last um, podcast. I consult with hundreds of pageant contestants all over the country, you know, especially in the seven years I've been in business. And in, and in those consultations, I hear two common mistakes, what you're doing wrong, repeat it over and over again, because it's kind of a holdover of the old thinking of pageantry, that it's a hobby. And, and the first mistake is, is merely prepping for a pageant or contest, rather than focusing on the bigger overall goal of being driven to achieve your five-star best, because that's what we're in this for. This has nothing to do. Pageants come and go. And if you're of competition age, you'll win this one, you'll lose this one, we'll move on to the next. The point is to be your five-star best. That's the goal. You don't want to win if someone hands you the crown. And I got girls saying, yeah, I do. And I'm like, well, guess what? You don't earn my respect because you didn't earn anything. You didn't win anything. You know, if someone handed me the crown because everybody, you know, got caught on, on, on the turnpike, you know, in a, in a bus accident and nobody could make it. And they say, well, you know, we got to hold the pageant. We're just going to, you know, hey, Kelly, congratulations. You win the crown. If I'm in your shoes, I take it to the nearest garbage can. I throw it in the trash. I don't want it. I didn't win it. Doesn't mean anything it. to me. Doesn't mean anything to me. I didn't have to be my five-star best. I didn't have to, I didn't have to overcome great obstacles. There's no, there's no Herculean, you know, contest here. It's just, hey, I won by default. Good luck. Congratulations. You know, I hope you can do something with it. And we'll talk to you next month. You know, I mean, come on. So the first mistake is you merely prep for a pageant. You look at it like a hobby. You're not focused on the bigger goal of achieving your five-star best. So that's the first mistake people make. The second mistake is they try to condense their prep into this one to three month time frame. And I tell my girls all the time, if you wait until two months before game day to start your gym training and your dieting and all that, then you've already lost. So you're playing small. Don't play small. 
You're a competitor. Pageantry is a competition. You're not a contestant. Learn to prep like one. And that's really where it all begins. So, you know, you've mentioned one to three months out. We started nine months out. And that's when I started implementing your diet. what did I have in Kelly Hall? I had a girl who had a great figure. She was a swimsuit winner and she had that swag, but she had no glutes that were championship level, five-star level. You are not Mr. USA level there from your backside forward. And that's how we trained it, Body by Craig, back to front. Okay, so you didn't have that. And you're a runner. So what does that mean? You got tiny little stick arms and shoulders. Eep. I do. Not, not anymore, anymore. But not I did. anymore. Not yeah. anymore. So I looked at you and said, we're going to build this, 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 and this. And I think your eyes got as big as saucers, like I said. And you're looking at me like, <laughs> is this man crazy? What is he talking about? I'm perfect the way I am. And by the way, you are perfect the way you are, no matter how you are. But the point is, you Thank want to you. be a competitor? We have to sculpt that body. And that's what I do for a living. So that was the first order of business, assessing you physically and learning how to sculpt. And we had to have goals and we had to share those goals and we had to be driven to achieve them. And then the second part of that is the nutrition, like you said, because um, it's 80-20 in the beginning, nutrition to uh, the sculpting, the gym workouts. And then that equation shifts. Okay. So what I mean is it's 80% kitchen work in the beginning to get you 80% of the way to your goals. It's 20% gym work. But then when you get 80% of the way to your goals to get that last 20%, the equation flips. Now, 80% of the work is the hard level sculpting, the proper sculpting, the proper sequencing of moves, and 20% becomes the, the supplements and the nutrition at that point. So the equation flips. And again, I don't see any other coaches who understand this or understand how to harness that. They don't do it that way. That's one of my key differences. The third thing that you do wrong, that everyone does wrong, is it's mental. And we talked about this last podcast. We're going to talk about it again today. So we got the physical. We got the diet, the nutrition. Now we've got the mental. Trust me when I tell you this. There is a huge gap between finishing first runner-up or consistently placing in the top five and actually securing a crown. Right. I mean, I'm going to repeat this because no one's listening. No one gets what I'm saying. I'm going to repeat it again. The gap is a log scale gap. It's enormous between being first runner up and actually winning the crown. Someone has to finish first runner up. The first runner up is often a default choice among the four mediocre girls who finished in the top five because the winner was a clear standout. It happens that way in a lot of pageants. Every pageant and competition is different. But I'm going to say again, it's the 80-20 rule. So if you're a girl who's consistently Kelly Hall, you're consistently placing in the top five, uh, here's my message to you as Body by Craig. You are not almost there, quote unquote. In fact, you've got to expend 80% more effort to close that 20% gap between where you finished and securing that crown. And again, nobody seems to understand this. So those are the three things. And we talk about Einstein again, it's the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same things. You open to close that 20% gap. It's not going to work. Uh, so crazy you just said that because I was literally about to bring that up again. I have, when you say that gap, I have like a picture of all of these amazing women who I've competed with that yes. are consistently yes. placing in the top five. And, and that's, 
great. That is awesome. But let's face it, like no one's showing up to a pageant because they hope they place top five. Like they're going because they want to win deep down. Like that's why you're doing this is because right. you want to win. Well, it's a competition. It is a competition. And you, I think you need women out there need to be approaching this fiercely Yes. because just because you've been doing this and get third runner up and fourth runner up and you think it's just a change in the hair and the change in the gown, that's all you need. That's not true. It's not true. It's the 80-20 rule again, like most of life. You're not almost there. In fact, you've got to expend 80% more effort to close that 20% gap. The closer you are, in a way, the farther away you are. And I see it all the time. Girls come in the next year. They were first runner-up the year before. They do all this. I go all over the country and watch these pageants. I'm not talking about Virginia. I'm talking about Georgia and Ohio, like where you're from, and Florida, and California, and Idaho, and all sorts of places. And I see it over and over again. The girls who were first runner-up last year sometimes don't even finish in the top five the next year because they mail it in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and something that you told me, I think this was around – week three or week four again still being overwhelmed still a little bit unsure of exactly like I'm I'm listening to you but I haven't bought into it at some point you need to buy into it and you, and then you'll get to the point where you believe it right. like you don't think there are several several women out there who they don't think they need a team of trainers. They don't think they need a team of coaches. They think what they have is fine. They need to tweak a few things. And then maybe they start working with you. And then they think, you know, if I just do what Craig says, says I'll be fine. Well, again, and that's if, you're, true. if you're a top, you if you're to a top tennis player, we mentioned this analogy last time, and you've got Wimbledon level skills, are you going to be just okay with your local coach? Right. Are you going to no. find you someone step it up. who is 100%. proven? You're going to find someone in the world, anywhere on this planet, who is proven, has a proven track record in getting girls like you who have that skill level polished to that next level and, and to arrive uh, you know, at center court in Wimbledon one day and to win it all. I mean, right. that's and, what it takes. Okay. And it takes and you either get that or you don't. And one thing you told me at the very beginning, I think I shared a concern with you about, you know, I, I was planning originally to like wear my same dress and use my same headshot and kind of start to do all the same things I did in Ohio. Right. But you explained it in a way that was very, it was assertive, but also educating. You were like, Kelly, like you can't wear the same dress because you you will have a different body by the time the pageant comes and you can't do the same thing because California will be different. And I kept hearing all of these things. And, and, and but, why, why does that not make sense, Kelly? Now, now in retrospect, I mean, why do you know that, that, that kind of thinking, well, I'll just recycle what I already have, try to save some money, do this on the cheap. Why, why is that a, a bad thing? Why, why is that a, a, a thinking flaw? I mean, what, what's wrong? I think it depends on the person. So for me, having and for women out there who are placing top five, it's almost like you're defensive. You think, oh no, 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 like my dress placed me in the top five right. last year. Like I could I can use the same one or that headshot placed me in the top five before. I can use the same one. But what you when I shared concerns about well, I don't know if I can buy a new dress or I don't know if I want to get a new headshot or I don't think I'm willing to spend five thousand dollars on all this pageant stuff, you told me 
Kelly, we're not reinventing the wheel. We're helping you achieve your five-star best. And yes, because it's all like, I'm not trying to change you. Like, I'm not trying to tell you that you suck. It's about your brand. Right. Exactly. Thinking, you know, your dress may be perfectly beautiful. It may be fine. Is it the brand that you are trying to evoke in a competition? Yes or no. It's that simple. Again, that's nobody, flattering and that matches everything. Nobody looks at I have directors come to me. Well, why, Craig? She had a perfectly good dress, you know, and why would she have to spend money? Because the dress sucked. It doesn't fit her brand. And you're trying to tell me that all gowns are the same. You're trying to tell me Zosie Tunzi, Miss Universe. And I was there in the audience when she got crowned. If she wasn't wearing that iconic gown, you're telling me she'd be Miss Universe today. I don't believe it right. for a second. Not a second. That dress was her establishing her own unique brand. I don't care if the dress costs 50 bucks and she got it at a consignment store or if it cost $400,000 and it was made, it it was done by silkworms and hand spun by children in Africa. I don't care. You know, it doesn't matter. The dress was her brand. It was her distinctive brand. And she won that contest as much for that gown as anything else. You said this before about piecemealing things together. If you're competing in pageants, stop and reflect. Are you piecemealing your look, your interview, your coaching? Are you doing that? Is it cohesive? Because if it's not cohesive, it will be apparent on stage. You and I, I just asked this question a couple days ago. Um, Someone was asking me about, they're like, oh, how is it working with Craig? Is he a pageant coach? And the way that I responded to him was, He's not a pageant coach in the traditional sense of he's doing interview questions with you and telling you how to wear your hair and makeup. He is telling you, so what his bread and butter is, so it's training and it's physical fitness, that needs to fit into the piece of the pie, the whole pie. His piece of the pie needs to fit into it all. So for me, it was- Exactly. It was, we're sculpting a body together. We're sculpting a mentality um, you're obviously getting to know me as we continue to train together. And we're not saying, oh, you need to pick a yellow dress. No. We're saying we need to pick a dress that flatters your figure because that's what you're doing. You're creating a figure. And then you actually went with me and we went to Henry's. Yeah. And based on you and my pageant coach, it was a, it was a blend of, yeah. all right, this is a dress that both flatters my body that we've worked on, which is part of the scoring. Oh, yeah. And then also makes sense for me in interview. Like when I'm walking out on stage, they're not going to be confused about the person that I, I'll, that I I'll am. say it again. Zosie Tunzi, take that dress away from her. Is she Miss Universe today? You tell me. That dress was her brand. Her brand was that dress. It was a perfect match. And she couldn't have won in anything else. I believe that. I can't even imagine now. I mean, I can't, I can't even imagine seeing looking... her or visualizing her without that iconic gown. Right, exactly. So, yes, the cohesiveness is, is super, super important. And like you said, not piecemealing it all together. And that's a lot of what women are doing wrong. So, for it's the sign, like you... we said, you know, you can't piecemeal. What you would have you say? To be organized. You have to be organized in your thoughts. If you're disorganized, it'll show on stage and you will not win. Again, everything we do is 100% results-based. If you don't know why you're doing it, 
why you're wearing it, why you're eating it, why you're saying it, then stop and find right. out what you should be doing, wearing, saying, eating, etc. Right? That leads into my next question, which was for you. You, you women out there who are sitting wondering if you're going to compete, or maybe you have already decided you want to compete in the end of 2020 or 2021. Craig, what do you have to tell them? What should they be doing now if they want to win? Well, it all everybody has a different starting place and everybody has a different experience level. Um, I take on girls who are ambitious um, and and um, competitive and want to win who have literally never done this before in the USA system. They've competed in other systems. And I have girls like you who competed multiple times and have a certain amount of experience under their belts. So there are certain things they don't need to relearn. They may need to unlearn bad habits, but they don't need to relearn, you know, what an interview is, how long it lasts, what the tone and the tenor of it is, the kinds of questions they ask, et cetera. If you've never done it before, you've got to get through that learning curve. So it all depends on where your starting point is. Um, okay. And that's why we start as far out as possible. For someone like Kelly Hall, who is experienced, we use that nine months to begin to re-sculpt and rebuild and rebrand the whole package. And she's doing simultaneous interview coaching. She's doing mental management training. You know, she's doing the, 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 the branding. She's got her social media skills, which believe me, I know absolutely zero about and you do not want to consult with me about social media skills at all but i'm just saying all of this is a part of the winning because if you don't understand that the directors of these individual pageants want and they're encouraging you to sign up for next year now of course before miss usa right. has even been held and we're in this you know coronavirus home quarantine situation you know they're encouraging girls to sign up. once you sign up they're looking at your social media guys uh let me repeat that again. They're looking at your social media. They're already checking you out if they don't know you. And they're going to know, want to know who you train with. So um, a lot of directors are getting to know me. And they'll pick up the phone. They'll text me or call me. Hey, Craig, you working with Kelly? Yeah, I am. Well, tell me all about her. Uh, you can figure that out on your own. But I can tell you right now, that girl plays to win. You better watch out. She's going to be a force. And that's all I have to say. And they're going to be paying attention to you the whole way through. And I never reveal what we're doing. That's between you and me and my clients and me. Right. That's always, and I don't even post you on social media. You have to self-disclose. You're working with me first. I work with a lot of girls nobody knows about. And I don't talk about it because they don't want to be disclosed. They want to do this on the DL and move on. And I get it because they've got other coaches, other situations, other relationships in place they don't want to disturb. But they still need the performance. They need to be the best. So I do that too. I'm just saying that's so, where it all starts. We start starting as soon as, as possible. Soon as possible. That's the first and thing. The, and okay. our goal is to be our five star best. So we're looking at ourselves mentally, physically, in terms of this and that, social media, everything. Where are we weak? What do we have to shore up? What do we got to do? How do we become five star? What's our brand? So again, we're starting that whole process and we're beginning to work toward those goals. So it's a simultaneous process of working across all those different fronts. Again, I don't make money, you know, doing walking coaching. Believe me, you don't want me teaching how to walk in heels. Not a good idea. Um, you know, you don't want me teaching how to do social media, but I work with people who know everything there is to know about it at the USA level, and they'll get you right, and they'll get you thinking the right way. So that's what I'm trying to say. And then, again, we're doing this all based on your starting point, your skill level. I mean, because everybody's different. Well, Craig, I'm shocked because I definitely thought you were going to say, for those of you who want to get started, put down the cake. 
<laughs> for sure that, thought that's well, what you were uh, going to say. Again, <laughs> not everybody eats cake. I've got clients who come to me as vegans and maybe I've got to teach them how to do other forms of protein. But all I'm saying is, you know, most of us, yeah, we do eat cake. I mean, if you're Coco Smits, God love you, Courtney. She lost 50 pounds with me in just a handful of months to win Miss Virginia USA and another 20 pounds to go to Miss USA and to get uh, Sports Illustrated top 16. Um, so, you know, I mean, everybody's got a different starting point. Uh, you didn't yeah, have that's... 70 pounds to lose. If I'd taken 70 pounds off you, I don't think I'd been able to see you anymore. I don't you think... had my eyeballs. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, that's about that's all, all you'd have left. left. There's a few bones. My hair, maybe. Yeah. My hair is pretty heavy. Yeah, hair, eyeballs, but... and, you know, a smile. That's about yeah. all, you know. Um, I think that's a very valuable point, and it's true. Whoever's out there who's wanting to get started, it doesn't hurt to ask. It doesn't hurt to inquire. Um and just know that your journey is going to look different and be different. But I think you need to embrace the seriousness of what you want to compete. And, and this is the first. mental side that we've talked about so mm -hmm. much. So if you're going to go yes, year yes. round, especially with someone like me, because I'm going to challenge you constantly. I'm going to wear you out. I'm, if you can put up with me and get through me and answer my questions True. and do this, you believe me, no judging panel on planet Earth, including Miss Universe, is ever going to intimidate you. So how do we do the mental game? What are some of the rules I tell my clients to focus on? Uh, my first tip, my first rule is never, and I mean never. I'm going to repeat this. Never compare yourself with others. Ever. Yes, true. No, yes, you can, very true. You can, you can stalk a little bit within reason on other competitors, but you have to focus on your own game and achieving your own five-star best, and that has nothing to do. I got girls all the time saying, have you seen these girls? Have you seen these 10 headshots? These girls, I said, so what? I don't know any yep. of them. I mean, how about this? How about I organize my own contest and I line up the last 10 Miss Universes against you? What, what does that mean to you? What what difference does it make to you? You still got to go out there and perform. You got to walk. You got to wear your gown. You got to do You got to do it at your five star bed. What do you care who's there? It's immaterial to you being your five star best. If you're a true achiever and a true competitor and a true winner, you don't care who's there. In fact, you want the last 10 Miss Universes there because you want to show out. I want to look good. I'm going to look good. I'm going to embarrass those girls. I mean, I'm going to I'm showing up. They're not, you know. And that's got to be my attitude. You know, you got to have that little bit of swag. And that's the first thing. The second tip or rule is never live in the past. Just don't do it. Okay. You made past mistakes. You screwed up your last competition. You haven't won. You know, in seven years, you haven't done it. I mean, who cares? Who cares? Right. It doesn't mean you won't Completely win. Completely different ballgame. Yeah, it has yep. nothing to do with this next contest. Nothing at all. Well, nobody's talking about me. I've had girls win these pads. I mean, this Miss USA handicapping every year always makes me laugh because the girls who ultimately end up winning are almost never, never considered in advance in the top five or ten. Right. I mean, it's just the way it works. Okay? So you can't. Why would you? So if you know that's true and you can prove it to yourself, why would you pay attention to the past? Why would you care? Learn from your past mistakes. You are the person you are today because you've screwed up, because of your setbacks, because of the learning. If you just have a setback and you fold, and a setback and you fold, and then you're not learning anything. Learn from your setbacks and be the woman you are today because of those setbacks, not in spite of them, because of them. Yes. Really important. That's tip number, that's rule number two. Rule number three, three, focus on what's in your direct control. 
focus on the process, okay. the stuff that's in your control, and let the rest of it, let the results, let the Sturm and Drong, let the gossip, let the BS, let the subjectivity, let all the rumor mongering, let all of that just take care of itself. You're not involved in it. No, you cannot control what a panel of judges thinks about you, but you absolutely control your own prep, your performance, yes. and your attitude. And that's extremely important, too. And I think that's what helped, especially in my situation this past year. There, I mean, there's just absolutely nothing else I could have done to prepare. Heck no. You know that. I know that. My, everyone else knows that. And you wrote the book on how to oh, do this. Thanks. <laughs> and you will continue I, to write the book because you're using that very high uh, you know, a springboard as an even bigger springboard to even higher things. You know, it, you know, sure. There was a couple of weeks of this ugh, that sucked, you know, I mean, right. Which everyone is allowed again, to do that. Everyone's allowed to have that I moment. Mean, we're human but, for God's sake. Exactly. But I, I, it was definitely, you were a lot more at peace with whatever results you have when you know, you've done everything yeah, that I mean, you can. How, how, Absolutely. The, the hardest thing in life to live with is regrets. If I had only done, yes. like you said before, I think you said the last podcast, you know, I didn't want to go through this and maybe you said it this one. I can't remember, but I didn't want to go through this thinking, you know, if I hadn't hired Craig, you know, what if, what if, yep. what if, what if, what exactly. if, you know, you didn't do that. You didn't do that to yourself. Con you only control the controllables. Like you can't control who you work nope. with, the time you invest, who you're partnering with. That's right. You cannot control who is sitting in front of you when you have a pageant, and that is the control you have to let go of. And ultimately, you can't control the results. So, you know, you and I, we didn't get the results that we wanted, but I still don't regret a single thing because the process was so wonderful. It was full of self-reflection. But do you know how many fans you made? How much respect and bread <laughs> you earned, earned. My girl, Susie Evans, Miss Virginia, who is outstanding in her own right, thinks you walk on water in your own way. And I uh, don't mean that in a facetious Susie. way. I mean, she Thanks. saw you. She was there. I made sure she was there. I wanted her to see Kelly Hall. I wanted her to see someone who raised the game for the entire pageant. I wanted Susie to experience that. That was important to me. And she saw it and she got the message, believe me. And Susie has been absolutely outstanding every day since that pageant. She has been uh -huh. on this, on it. She is ready to send it at Miss USA whenever that happens. Yes, I love it. And that's oh, really that makes important. me so excited for And her. then we take accountability yes. for the end results. And I think winners yes. and losers, they react differently. And this is the attitude thing I'm talking about. When you win, it's never up to you. It's never on you. Everyone else gets the credit. Your director, your mom, your coach, your trainer, your dog, your cat, everybody, okay? But when you lose, you take 100% responsibility. You avoid the blame game. You don't say, well, my trainer sucked and my mom distracted me and my boyfriend left me and, you know, this and, that. you know, forget it. Okay. Avoid the blame game. Figure out what you can do to get better. Don't go down that road because it only hurts you. I mean, so right. you lose, it's on you. You win, it's on everyone else. And I think that's a great rule that aspiring pageant competitors need to adopt and really take to heart. And if you don't understand what I'm saying, re-listen to this podcast and think, take a moment and think about what I'm saying. Really let it sink in. 
And then the final thing because, is to challenge yourself. Go ahead. To challenge yourself. Yes. You have to embrace what's uncomfortable. You were so uncomfortable working with me at first. You're, you know, some, some girls are uncomfortable with their daily alarm going off at 5 a.m. They don't want that. Guess what? It's your chance to prove yourself every single day. Get up. That's how champions are forged. You ever seen a Rocky movie? <laughs> Come on, guys. Right. It's a formula. <laughs> Rocky gets up at five in the morning or four in the morning to go run on the dark streets. You know, and Paulo Creed or whoever is in the living the high life in the hotel, you know, and he's living the fat life and all that. I mean, come on. It, it's it's a classic tale of competition. You have to live that and you have to look at getting up in the morning at 5 a.m. as hard as it is. And I get up at 4.30 a.m. because I'm training clients at 5 a.m. every single day except Sunday. Um, I, I train at 8 a.m. on Sundays. But um, yeah, I get a couple of extra hours of sleep. But I get up and I see myself as time. it's time to get it done. It's time to focus yep. on results. This is my challenge. Am I up to it yep. or not? Absolutely. And if I'm not up to it, what am I investing all this time and money for? I should find something else to do. Right. Well, and that goes into my final question uh, before we get ready to wrap up. What have you found? I mean, you have all this experience and you're working with pageant girls and people thought you were crazy. What have you found is most misunderstood about pageant women or the oh, pageant man, that's industry? Great. I love this question. I really do because I say this all the time. Believe me, I'm a guy and people make a lot of fun of me, especially my former athletes for training these pageant girls. <laughs> well, you could train me. I'm a football player. Uh, I'm not training you anymore because you're lazy and you know you don't have good work having on. All right. Here's what's misunderstood about pageantry. Pageantry is more reflective of the real world and real life than athletics will ever be on its best day. I don't care what the sport is. If I'm, if I, if I'm 6'5", I can catch a football and run a 4'340", I'm going to make millions in the NFL. I can be the worst human being on God's earth. I can beat my wife, my girlfriend, I can beat my kids, I can spit on everybody on the street, I can have a bad attitude, doesn't matter. They're gonna pay me because I got those skills until I don't have those skills anymore. Then it's gonna get revisited on me in a big way because when that pendulum swings back, it's like out of one of those um, you, you know, uh, Poe horror uh, films, you know, the pendulum is actually uh, a blade and it just sliced your throat, you know, kind of thing. Um, that's not pageantry. You know, there, I don't care how beautiful you are. I don't care. You know, pageantry is the whole package. It's a 360 it degree <laughs> basis of competition. You're being judged on how you look. You're being judged on your teeth. You're being judged on your nose. You're being judged on your frame, your physique, your height, your personality, your hair color. You're being judged on what you wear and what you don't wear. You're being judged on everything. And guess what? That's the real world. Sorry about it. And you have to learn how to navigate through that in the real world. Pageant yep. uh, outcomes, as you and I have learned the hard way, can be subjective sometimes. Guess oh, what? Yeah. Yep. Welcome to the real so world. So is life. You're in a corporate job yes. and you've worked your butt off and you don't go out drinking with the boss and your colleagues and you're at, you're at that workplace till 10 p.m. every night putting in that time and you earn that promotion and the big promotion comes and it gives it to the other girl. And you know you earned it. And you just got cheated. Guess what? Welcome to the real world. The boss gave it to someone right. she liked better. 
not necessarily someone who could do the job. If you think it's all about skills and running that 4-3-40, you know, in the real world, uh, you got another thing coming. The real world is all about subjectivity, and you have to learn to navigate your way through that, including in college and grad school. Because if you think some of those grades aren't subjective, you're also crazy. I've got some swampland in uh, Siberia I'll sell you real cheap. Just text me at Body by Craig, no doubt, and I'll sell it to you. I mean, seriously, <laughs> uh, you know, this is the real world. And that's why I love my pageant girls. They're a hundred times tougher than my football players ever were mentally. They have to be. So this is what is misunderstood about pageantry. It's these dainty, yes. stuck up girls with no skills and her airheads and all this. Um, this is a 360 degree basis to competition. I give some of these football yep. players my pageant girl workouts and they fold like little crybabies. They can't get through yeah, it. They I can't love get it. through it. Okay. And they're saying, this yeah. is what you do. I say, yeah, it is. What's the matter? You're not as tough as a pageant girl. What's the matter with you? And they get really upset. Of course they do. So that's the biggest, I think the biggest, you know, miscalculation about pageantry yes. is that it's all fluff and nonsense. This is about the real world and look today at the USA system, how far that has come. You know, you don't even have to win the crown mm -hmm. anymore. You don't even have to place and you can still make Sports Illustrated. You can still be on a TV show. You can right? still do all this stuff. You know, it, it's like American Idol today. The people who aren't winning are making all the bank. It's the process. That's the process. thing. It's, it's like you said, it's 360, so much reflection, so much discipline. And so in the know, real world, I you never the promotion. You've got options. Right? You can say, OK, I'm not appreciated here. I need to start looking around for someplace else. But it doesn't mean mm -hmm. I wasn't my five star best. It doesn't mean I didn't give it my all. It doesn't mean I failed in any way. I did it. I got it done. And I will hang my hat on that. And that's what pageant competition is all about. It sets you up to persevere and win in real life, in the real world. And I love it for that reason. That's why I'm well, passionate about it, guys. Yes, that is why he is, he, his voice gets okay. elevated and he's excited right. to see you at 6 a.m. when you're not awake yet. I think that most of our conversations start out with you saying, good morning. And I'm like, Craig, I haven't had my coffee. Yeah, you do give me the coffee excuse. We wait 10 you minutes. You should have seen Ashley Ballrath and her coffee thing. I won't even go there, Ashley. I love you. She was Miss Virginia USA 2018. Um, I'm just saying, if Ashley didn't have her coffee, I learned to run and duck the other way. <laughs> I'm not that bad, luckily. You're not that bad, but you're, you know. But your energy is appreciated. Well, thank it definitely you, sweetie. You're the best. is in every area. And that's what everyone needs to understand about working with you is, you know, that's what you're signing up for. Like you're not signing up for someone who's going to hold your hand nope. and, you know, be, feel sorry for you. I don't think through any point in our relationship, you have felt sorry that's, for me, whether so, I'm like, sorry Hey, for you? If, if I turn no. you kick my butt girl. I'm not, a, you know, I mean, I, you think I don't know reality. <laughs> I mean, you know, I live in reality. I, I form and shape reality. I'm not messing with you. Yeah, you, know, you, well, you don't thanks. need me to feel that. sorry for you, and neither does anybody else. You need me to help you uplift yourself and get to next. Yes, and help you define that. And keep me focused. Keep you focused, girl. The focus because you are a has been amazing. These podcasts and all this, and the world needs you, Kelly. The world needs your voice. Believe me, the world thanks, needs your leadership. Mom, I appreciate that so much, and I'm so grateful for pageantry and every single way it uplifted my life but it was the connections I have made and the person I came out after you know the journey 
I'm so thankful for that. And you were one of those highlights for sure. Meeting you along the way, our story, and then now continuing to work together post pageant, which by the way, he still works with people who aren't competing. You have plenty of clients who aren't competing in pageants. So if you're trying to find your five-star best in life, which is why I continue to work with you. And I have some male clients too, you know, not that many, but I mean, I have them because they have real serious goals. And some of them, yeah. are, you know, do this for a living, you know, they've got to be in best shape, you know, to their law enforcement people or whatever, you know, and uh, to them, it's a matter of life and death sometimes. So I'm always there to make sure that people who are serious have the best, you know, if, if they are willing yeah. to, to, to reach out and do it. And that's important. So you're the best in the biz, Craig, obviously, um, number one trainer of the year, everybody knows it, but it needs to be repeated. So real quick, how can everyone find Body by you? Craig on Instagram, Body by Craig No Doubt on Facebook, and www.bodybycraignodoubt.com, my brand new website, which is still in the process of you know, getting firmed up. So I don't have any blogs it's beautiful. there. Beautiful. Elizabeth Harris, my assistant, who uh, placed top 12 at Miss Virginia USA this year in her first Miss USA pageant. And oh, I was so excited awesome. for her. Um, she's amazing she put this website together single-handedly she'd never done it before took a little longer but i gave my girl uh, extra four or five months to get it done because she wanted to tackle this on her own she wanted she wanted to own this project she doesn't didn't want any other help from the outside and by goodness she got it done and i'm so proud of her I love those passion I do, girls because again, you, you, and you, you unleash them and you teach them how to think properly and solve problems. And all I got to do is stand back. I've, I've lit the fuse. All I got to back, stand back and back away. And we'll see what happens. Next. Exactly. I love it. Well, I think that we have been able to set the record straight. Uh, well, we've dipped our toe into the water. There's always more we can talk oh, about, pageants, but I think this is a good start on setting the record straight. So thank you so much for being on the show, Craig. So much love to you, your business, your clients, the women you have brought into my circle. It's been well, absolutely amazing. I mean, Kelly, you're, you've, you know, enhanced and enriched my life because of the way you took to this and your excellence, um, you know, in, in being your five-star best in every single aspect of competition. And your competition in California was a thing of beauty. It really was. And I was so glad that my Miss Thank Virginia you. USA, Susie Evans, was there to see it. And Elizabeth was there, and it was really important for for everyone. And um, what you've gotten out of this, the respect you've gotten out of that, is exactly what you've earned. And I think it justifies everything you put into it, everything. Thank you. Uh, Craig, thank you. It makes me sad that that part of our journey is over, but we have Uh, bigger and better things to move on to now. To To the next next thing, like podcast. More exciting than last. We don't live yes, in the past. I said that. We don't live in the past. We're living in the future. All right. Yes. Present time. Well, thanks so much, everyone. Catch the next episode. Catch the next episode on Thursday. Brand new episode coming at you. Also, if you're interested in following Craig, you can find him on Instagram at Body by Craig or online at www.bodybycraignodoubt.com. He is very responsive and always welcome to any questions you may have. So thanks again. I hope that this helps you understand a little bit more about what you're getting yourself into with pageant prep and how to better target your goals. And I tell you, you are not going to regret setting up a time to talk with him or working with him. Thanks guys so much for tuning in. Until next time, this is Kelly Hall on Misunderstood.
Hey you, thank you so much for tuning into the show. If you have 10 seconds of your time, please take time to go to Apple or Spotify and rate my podcast. 10 seconds of your time means the absolute world to me. Also, you can follow me and all of my upcoming episodes on my Instagram at misunderstood.podcast and follow me on at Kelly Renee Hall for any updates. Thanks so much for your support, guys. Keep tuning in on Misunderstood.